Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Circle Graphics. Today's podcast guest is Rod Rackley, president of the out-of-home division of Circle Graphics, an industry-leading large-format printer. Welcome to the show, Rod. Thanks, Dave. Rod, chart out your career for us. You've had a, a fascinating career. Well, well, thanks, Dave. I'm not sure how fascinating it is, uh, <laughs> but I'll take you through it here. I spent my 20s in school and working for my family's publishing business. I spent my 30s at Lamar in their corporate office in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is my hometown. Hmm. And at Lamar, I worked for Kevin Riley Jr. I worked for Bob Switzer, Sean Riley, and a bunch of really incredible folks. Dave, I know from your blog that you're a big fan of Lamar, and I'm here to confirm top to bottom, Lamar has some of the finest people around. Agree. When I turned 39, I wanted to do something a little more entrepreneurial. And so I left Lamar and I spent a decade of my 40s working with Circle Graphics and our founder, Hank Ridless. We built a company into one of the largest out-of-home printing companies in the U.S. And Rod, you were doing sales, weren't you, at that time? Yeah, I was our chief revenue officer. Mm-hmm. I took the last five years or so off to spend time with my family while our daughter was in high school. Everyone thinks I was sitting on the couch during this hiatus, if you will, but I didn't really stray too far. I co-founded a company called Anthem Displays, and Anthem manufactures digital billboards in Boulder and North Carolina, and we manufacture them here in the U.S. versus bringing them in for China, as a lot of companies do. We have over 250 of these displays around the country. So that brings us up to late December when I rejoined Circle, right before this pandemic crashed the economy. So my timing has always been impeccable. Rod, what attracted you to return to Circle Graphics? Well, people sort of joke, once you're in the out-of-home industry, you never leave. I think the real reason that people don't leave our industry is there's just so many terrific people. Some of my best friendships and, and really the highest quality people I've ever met work in this industry. I feel like I have a one more big run left in me, and I'd like to see Circle get back to the top of the mountain. Andrew Cousin is a longtime friend of mine. He's a great CEO and leader. And we're working with HIG Capital. And didn't they, as I recall, in February, they put a bunch of growth capital in. You must be quite happy that you've you've got those funds to help grow right now. Yeah, this is, a, this is the right side of the curve to be on if you're in the private equity game. So we, right out of the box, as you know, purchased MMT. I think it was my second week back to work. And <laughs> we've got some additional acquisitions lined up once we bounce out of this pandemic. And Rod, you're running the out-of-home division. Explain a little bit about what that is. Well, out-of-home is, you know, the, the normal umbrella, billboards, transit, airport, walls. We also have another uh, half of our division, which is wall decor, hmm. which is really a, a separate part of the business. But anything you order online from a canvas or an acrylic, pretty good chance that's funneling to one of our factories and and printing out and being shipped from one of the Circle Graphics factories. Wow. Rod, you've been through 9-11. You've also been through the Great Recession of 2008 and 9. What advice do you have? You know, there's a whole cohort of young out-of-home executives that all they know is up and to the right. What advice do you have for out-of-home companies for managing the COVID-19 crisis? We've had a lot of internal discussions around that, and I'll talk about we've had to furlough some factories quote that I've recited a few times internally is from Seneca, one of the great Stoics, and 
he says, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Hmm. I think times are tough right now for everyone, but I don't think anyone should doubt their their inner strength and ability to get through this, come out stronger. On a tactical front, I think that if the duration is on the shorter side, then the billboard companies would be wise to hold rate if they can. Not that they need to hear my advice, but it, it amazed me that it took something like six years or until 2014 for out of home to hit our pre-2008 top line. Mm-hmm. So if we can hold, if we can hold rate, I think that'll flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. I hope also that out of home teams can take this time to look at their workflow. There are a lot of inefficiencies that remain. Virtually every campaign we get is still being initiated by large spreadsheets. In fact, smaller orders are usually initiated by emails with the order details in the body of the email. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is equivalent to a fax. So, you know, we have to do better, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, I've been counseling out of home companies. Now's the time. Make your, you know, if the phone isn't ringing off the hook with new business, upgrade your systems. Put in place the automated portal into your vinyl printer. Put in place the automated portal into your automated sales companies because you'll have the time and you never have the time when the phone's ringing off the hook. Rod, how has coronavirus impacted Circle Graphics? You mentioned some factories, but how, how has it impacted the company? Yeah, no doubt it's it's been one of the most difficult periods we've gone through. We furloughed three out of six factories. Our flagship operation in Colorado remains open. And Rod, what does what does furlough mean? Explain that. Furlough is a situation where you maintain, at least for, for our uh, our purposes, your medical benefits and your status as an employee, so you're not terminated, but your pay does stop after a certain time. Mm-hmm. With the CARES Act, you are eligible to file for unemployment, mm-hmm. but it's not a termination, but it is a cessation of work. So we don't ask our employees to do anything during this period. And I, mm-hmm. I hate doing it, but uh, we're, we're trying to live to fight another day. Are your factories considered an essential business? We are on a state-by-state basis. Mm-hmm. I'll mention maybe a little later what, what some of the things we're doing. Great. But because we piggyback on the billboard operations and, and really a, probably three-quarters of our printing has been in providing COVID-related messaging in cities like Austin and Los Angeles that don't have digital billboards right now, you you know, they've got to put something on the street. So we piggybacked on the essential status of the media companies. Our business has been way off, mm-hmm. and we're looking forward to getting some terrific people back once this is over. I did make a note of some of the things we're doing in terms of impact and to stay relevant here. We've, we've, we've got some nice offers out to hospitals to do free directional signage, and we've got gift cards. I'll send you a couple of those different coupons that you can post. Perfect. We've done a lot of printing for Ad, for Ad Council and Foundation for a Better Life. Mm-hmm. In Raleigh, North Carolina, we have a large factory that, that is primarily doing the uh, wall decor business I talked about earlier. We're making 1,000 face masks a day and already have those sold out. Wow. One fun project we're doing in coordination with the folks back at Lamar Baton Rouge in conjunction with LSU is supplying billboard material for hospital gowns. LSU is mobilizing the entire university. Pete Maravich Assembly Center is up and running today to make up to 100,000 of these gowns, which I understand they're taking into New Orleans via the National Guard. So there'll be some folks being protected by billboard material that we have in stock. The billboard material is being shipped to, did I hear you say, LSU, and they are repurposing it into hospital gowns. 
Yeah, with, with some templated designs that, wow. that are actually favored by the doctors because they can uh, turn them inside out and then they're, they're black on the reverse hmm. side. So they know they've been used. They can be disinfected. And the design is pretty clever. It doesn't seem like you'd want to walk around all day in one, but it's, it's more of a, an apron or cape effect. <laughs> I can remember a few shows ago, they were having fashion models walking around in vinyl billboard repurposed material. And who would have thought now we would be having doctors walking around in vinyl billboard repurposed material. Rod, you, Circle Graphics has been huge also in supporting the CDC and the OAAA's public campaign, hasn't it? Yep, we have. I think a lot of those, well, we have this website, outofhomeforgood.com, mm-hmm. which is run by our senior VP, Leith L. Hassan. And a lot of that work is, is being pushed through the Ad Council and Foundation for a Better Life. Terrific. Go on that site if you have, if you have, if you have some available space and need some cover copy. Terrific. Rod, what are some of your objectives over the next year at Circle Graphics? Well, I've got a bunch of these, Dave, and, and now I, I have a little time to work on them. One is relates to the digital billboards. We know they've had this dramatic effect on out of home, but one of the impacts has been in terms of raising the bar on workflow. As you know, executing a, a static or printed portion of a campaign is pretty inefficient compared to a digital workflow. Yes. So I've been trying to socialize this concept that we want to make static as easy to buy and execute as a digital campaign. So we've got a full suite of web services and APIs. We've done over 75 integrations with companies. And so there's some some really easy, I think, targets for improvement. So we're not rekeying all this data. What I'm hearing here is ability for me to connect my little out-of-home company. Instead of doing emails and attachments, there's a portal. I sign up. I go into Circle Graphics, upload my upload my design. Everything's approved online without all the all the inefficiency. That's right. And Great. if it's not if it's not you directly, let's say you have some digital boards too, and whoever your content provider is, we've done some nice campaigns through AdQuick, which is a pretty impressive you know, buying platform and integrating directly into them instead of moving spreadsheets all around the country. So I don't I don't think any independent operator needs to be overly focused on building out an IT system, but you've got plenty of companies out there, apparatus and others that we want to integrate into so we can make this much more efficient. It feels like when we're calling for ad specs, I'm going to move on to another one. When we're calling media vendors for production specs for every campaign, it's almost like we've taken a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Since I was here last, couldn't agree more. They were making us, you know, static out of home anyway, intentionally difficult to buy. So, we're well underway in creating a national spec database at Circle. I would have hoped that the GeoPath or even OAAA would have taken that on, but we'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's something that needs to be done because I'm not talking about a, a one-time thing here. It's every campaign. We're doing a massive Salesforce implementation, capturing all the buyers of out of home with different segments, agencies, specialists, billboard companies. I appreciate that you keep a pretty good list of billboard companies. We just finished an initiative where we come up with 1,100. Wow. Wow. I'll have to, I'll have to share that with you. <laughs> Wow. Uh, on, the expansion, on the expansion side, you know, we finished up the MMT acquisition. We've got a nice new factory there, some terrific new customers. I love wall graphics. I think it's an area and out of home that's going to grow. It's the wall graphics the, is the epitome of the people space, to borrow Rick Robinson's phrase. And MMT has done the absolute best job on, on wall murals. Uh, mm. When they were a competitor, when they were a competitor, I used to admire them. Now that they're part of Circle, I mean, they, they have unique capabilities in terms of four over four acrylic paint. So no one beats 
MMT on walls, and we need to get that message out. Terrific. I'll close with a couple. We're, we're bringing up a brand new factory in Burbank, the old iMagic factory. We're moving to give us some more capability. And, and as soon as we come out of this, we're looking at some additional acquisitions, which we'll hopefully be, be announcing soon. Good for you. Rod, what questions should an out-of-home company ask when it's looking to choose a vinyl printer? Well, I don't want it to be a total commercial here, but you know, I think the table stakes these days are quality, speed, and low price. You have to have all three. You you can't tell a customer to pick two. You deserve that as a as an out of home buyer. In addition to that, I think you have the right to expect some additional things from a printer. You don't want a, your printer that's going to go to market directly to your customers. I know that issue came up in in a recent article you did. That is, Rod. I think okay. if you the biggest concern. The independent out-of-home business, ha- well, actually all out-of-home companies have, the worst thing that could happen is a printer would do an end run around somebody. I couldn't agree yeah. more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's just a, a recipe to go out of business. Yep. Every week we have customers that do call us to try to go around and we put a lot in place to try to avoid that. So we vet them pretty hard. We turn away business pretty frequently because we know where our bread is buttered. Plus it's a one-time buyer of out-of-home. is It's difficult enough. You don't want to complicate an out-of-home buy. So we do not. Mm-hmm. Your printer may do it, but understand it, it's not always, they don't always have the systems that, that we might have in order to avoid. So customers are going to go around you, but you have to be sort of disciplined not to let that happen. You sure can't be proactive about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, your printer you know, needs to be responsive. There's an issue with production. Your printer should fix it, fix it fast, not quibble about whose fault it is. So just the, the basics. I think your printer should have some surplus capacity when you're looking at a printer so you can get your production out on time, even when things are busy, be able to help you out with a rush job to meet a post date or if you're trying to squeeze in some extra billing. And I already mentioned it, but something that's going to be increasingly important is how your printer integrates with the various buying platforms, some of these agency workflows, so you're not having to, to duplicate information. There's no system that Circle can't bolt into in terms of automated workflows. And, and one thing we're excited about is including some back-end proof of performance capabilities via a partnership we have with Pop Tracker. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, those guys have uh, some, some great software. You know, Tom Cherry, if you haven't talked to him, he's I think it's partly because he's got that English accent. He sounds so smart. But, you know, do a, do a demo, go online. So there are tons of demand side platforms and, and workflows that are out there. Very few have, have invested what these guys have on the back end, you know, to, mm-hmm. to make sure, sure it goes up and that you can validate it. So they, in fact, probably are going to win that space. I, I hope wow. they do. So it's, it's the portal that connects so, so I can show my client, my advertising client, here's the copy. Here's what ran and where. It's a way of, of sure. uh, in essence, proving. Great. Exactly. exactly. Rod, does plant location matter? In other words, does cost of fulfillment of an order relate to how far away a plant is? Or, or are we in a world where that doesn't matter? No, I, I think it matters. It mattered when we only had one factory and we were losing business to L.A.-based printer or mm-hmm. New York-based printer. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be a, a hypocrite. It, it mattered then. And now that we do have four factories just on out of home, including our most recent one in Ohio, you know, I think it does matter. It gives you, you know, we, we get an occasional snowstorm here in Colorado. It doesn't have, happen often, but it also matters for freight costs, which is an increasingly large portion. And it's part of the total cost. You know, you might have a a competitor that's really inexpensive on 
a price per square foot, but then by the time they add their freight in, there's some games that can be played. So the freight is a, is a tough one, and, and the only way you can mitigate that is to be, you know, within one or two days of ground shipping, which we, we pretty much are. Terrific. Rod, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you entered the out-of-home industry in 1995? <laughs> it's 25 years ago. I can't believe it. I, I used to be the youngest guy in the room. Now I'm the oldest guy. Yeah. Um, I, there are a couple of things. I wish I'd known, Dave, that gratitude is the secret to happiness, hmm. hands down. Explain show that. Me a, a, yeah, show me a grateful person, and I can tell you a lot about that person's mental health mm-hmm. and, and happiness. And it's something I preach to my daughter. Hmm. You know, just be great. Just be grateful. Let me explain it this way through these sentences. Gratitude unlocks the fulfill, the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It can turn an existence into a real life. Gratitude can turn disconnected situations into important opportunities for growth and beneficial lessons. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Wow. There's another thing that I wish I'd known, and it's that continuous improvement is a journey, not a destination. Throughout my career, I've always tried to improve things and make things better. You get labeled with, oh, he's a process guy. Mm-hmm. But I naively thought that I would get there one day, that I would have that one perfect day where everything would, would work. It even influenced my decision in, in a degree that I chose in industrial engineering. So I would experience deep frustration because there always seemed to be something else to fix. Mm-hmm. I viewed it as a, as a destination versus a, a journey. So I'm currently taking a deep dive into building a lean culture, which is a, a goal I have for Circle. And I would suggest to your listeners that it's not just about some manufacturing geek, this lean culture. The book for layman's I would recommend is Two Second Lean, Hmm. Two Second Lean, Mm -hmm. and that's by Paul Akers. And then, of course, a goal, a book that's been around for since the 90s is The Goal. The Goal is a great book. Mm -hmm. And then The Toyota Way is another book that my partner, Evan Brooks, is a real disciple of. So there's other great books on the subject, but it's a powerful mindset. And I'd encourage anyone that wants to to be better to explore lean on their own. Rod, could we end with, could you go back to that quote by Seneca, which I thought was so appropriate in the current COVID turmoil, the quote by Seneca earlier in the podcast? Well, I know it by by heart, and I'm going to add a couple to that. But the quote by Seneca is, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. And to me, that just says, you know, things are always worse if you let your your brain, your lizard brain go off and figure out how bad this can be. Oh, my God, I'm never going to get groceries again. Right, uh, right. So <laughs> this, this thing will pass. Should yeah. we probably do a better job of preparing in the future? You know, maybe. But let me uh, let me give you a couple other quotes yes. uh, re- related really to this mindset of continuous improvement. Yes. And the one that I that I like and I'm, I'm preaching at the office these days is never make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. The second time is the second time is not a mistake. It's a choice. <laughs> yes. 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 So everyone's going to make a mistake, but let's, you know, let's try to improve and do something different. And then this this is helpful to me as I'm sorting through a stack of things that uh, none of which is going to move the needle that much, but they're all important. And it's by Susan Butcher, who was a four-time Iditarod winner, and I think the first woman ever to win a, the race. She's, she has a quote that I love. 
You don't win because you do one thing right or two things right. You win because you do a thousand little things right throughout the year. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, attention to detail and the little things. You know, I can remember John Wooden, who won, what did he yeah. win, 10, 10 NCAA championships in a row. The very first practice when he had a new team in every year, he started it by explaining to the guys how to tie their shoes. And a lot of people yeah. say that's irrelevant. But for him, how you tied your shoes, how you put on your socks was the beginning of the attention to detail. It was one of those little things during the year which makes the difference. <laughs> but that's funny you brought him up. I yeah. grew up, as I mentioned, in Louisiana. And for five straight years, my my parents sent my brother and I out to John Wooden's camps. Oh, wow. His summer yeah. basketball camps. Yeah. And we didn't really know him from Adam. But yeah. after about the third year, he would recognize us. And yeah. And call us the Louisiana boys. But, you know, he had his pyramid of success is amazing. And his, yeah. the one thing I always remember was be quick, but don't hustle. Mm. But he's one of my one of my heroes. I appreciate you yeah. bringing him up. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Rod. My pleasure, Dave. I appreciate what you're doing for the industry out there. Thank you. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by Circle Graphics. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting BillboardInsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is BillboardInsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.